Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Um, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you have decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, it's Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast with Pastor Stephen. What up, man? How's life? Before, wait, before, <laughs> before the podcast, people, I wish you could be in the room sometimes because we have all these conversations, and I got Pastor Stephen fired up today. So we wonder what's going to happen on the podcast, but we're going to talk about grace. We're going to talk about God's glory. How you doing, brother? You doing okay today? <laughs> You're doing yeah. okay today. I wish there were yeah. cameras in the room. Yeah. I wish there were all sorts of things. I'm my, sorry I got you fired up. I think I I think I've made it clear or I've <laughs> said that my uh it, it was my and I, I'm not one of these guys, hey, I'm gonna have a verse for the year, you know, and I'm gonna pattern my life after it, but about halfway through last year I thought, you know what, I, I need to have a verse. It's gonna be a soft answer turns away wrath. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I went ahead and carried that over into 2023. I'm thinking now it's going to be a life verse. I'd say this, when it comes to people trying to justify evilness in the world, uh, if it looks like a skunk and smells like a skunk, it's probably a skunk. Let me just set the stage, everybody. I am so <laughs> I showed Pastor Steven a video and, uh, like I said, got him fired up. So. That's why we love you, man. You take the gospel passionately. You take the truth passionately. And we well, at the end of the that. day, at the yeah. end of the day, this right here takes effort and time away from the spread of the gospel of Jesus oh, Christ and the good news. Absolutely. And uh, and honestly, it is a terrible, terrible witness to an unbelieving world. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'd say this. Before you haul off and get excited about something or worked up over something, may that be secondary to your pursuit yeah. of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if I go to your ticker talker account over there, and uh, first of all, I, I don't even have an account there, you know, right? Because supposedly that's how they're hacking everything. But if I look on Ryan's old ticker talker account <laughs> and I watch your videos, oh hey, I, 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 the, the, the best advice I could give you is, is how about throw four videos out there talking about the good news of Jesus Christ for everyone that you're going to go out there and try to justify what was a demonic demonstration at what the Grammys? Is that where it was? Was it the Grammys, Ryan, or somewhere? Some kind of musical show? I'm going back. Looks like a skunk, smells like a skunk. Chances are that's a skunk. And I've dealt with a few. Yeah. We we know you have. Let's. <laughs> Whoo! All right, can we let's talk about your sermon? How about that, Pastor Stephen? Let's talk about your sermon. That'd probably be the safest good, thing for us to go. do right now. There you go. I'll it's apologize. your fault. You come in I, here and you lit me up, <laughs> and then you turn the mic on. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're going worldwide. We're going worldwide on the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. So if you're listening, welcome to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast with Pastor Stephen. And, uh, man, we're talking today about John chapter 1, verses 14 through 18. And today, you t- or in your sermon yesterday, you talk about some really, uh, man, some good things. Um, three declarations about God through 
Jesus. And we're going to talk about his glory, his grace, and his goodness. So um, so let's talk about his glory for a second. Like you, you kind of defined that Jesus declares God's glory, but you define glory. Can you, can, cause I don't think in today's culture, we understand fully what that word glory is. Like, um, I know that's a churchy term and, you know, we do say that a lot in church and we always reference that to who God is, but can, let, can we, can we dig a little bit deeper, dive into what that means? Like God's glory. Yeah. We, we think glory is, uh, fame. Yeah. High renown honor and, and, and hear me it is to some degree i mean when we sit there and say hey i want god to get glory from this well what what in essence we're saying is man i want i want god's testimony to be enhanced i, I want the name of jesus christ to be the name that they're talking about through all this when something happens or how god moves and works in our own lives god i want you to get glory through this but God's glory is not dependent upon uh, certain actions taking place. Yeah. It's not like he has a glory meter or bank right. over here and, oh, right. man, oh, man, look at, look at what's happening over like there. Today is Sunday. Let me show my glory. Yeah. Right. Or, 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 oh, man, what an unbelievable service. Yeah. And, you know, and, man, look at the glory meter, God's yeah, glory yeah. meter. I mean, glory, glory is just it's, it's a part of who he is. And in the Old Testament, really, especially, they would, the Jewish rabbis would describe the very presence of God as the Shekinah glory of God. That meant like no other. Um, you know, you, you even go to the tabernacle when, when, whenever they would offer sacrifices and, and the glory of God would come down from heaven and it would consume it, yeah. the sacrifice. Yeah. They couldn't even look over there. You blind their eyes. They, it would it would burn their eyeballs. And just for the simple fact, that's the very Shekinah glory of God. He is overwhelming. It kind of goes back to some of the things that we've talked about before. Trying to understand as a finite individual yeah. the infinite yeah. ways of God. It is beyond our ability to understand. And I would say it is beyond when it comes to the glory of God. It is beyond anything that humanly we could even uh, receive or comprehend or be around. You know, we go to the story, I even talked a little bit about this, about Moses sitting there saying, hey, God, let me let me see your face. Let me see your face. And God says, well, nobody can see my face and live. And he's like, I'll, let, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll let you do. I'll let you see the back of my coat as I walk by. And, of course, we know that's the very Shekinah glory of God, and he couldn't look directly at it or it w- he probably would have died as well. But it burnt his face so bad that everywhere he went, Everybody's like, what in the world has happened to you? So the very Shekinah glory of God, God is exalted. God is beyond any kind of, uh, any kind of parameters or uh, limitations yeah. that we may have. He's not bound yeah. by time or space or anything along those lines. So it just means that he is so much higher and greater than, than we even have that comprehension uh, within within us to have. So. Well, and I, I always, I had an old pastor one time say, you know, put on your sanctified imagination. And, you know, I, I think about Isaiah 6 when Isaiah saw the glory of God. Like, I, and he kind of gives that description of what he saw. And I try to imagine myself in that moment or, you know, Moses, it's burning. But like, I, I try to just, 
like I don't know I don't know how I would react. I mean, other than falling on my face. Like I I can't I don't think we fully can grasp and I think you said that, you know, our human minds, we can't fully understand all that the glory of God is, but it is this sure. divine thing that is who he is. It's part of everything about him. And like, God's glory does not rest on our understanding. Yeah. Thank goodness. It's his glory. Yeah. Will not rob him of glory. Uh, it is who he is. And when I say rob him of glory, what I mean is it's just that's the, the very fabric of who God is. Yeah. You got God, you got glory. Yeah. You got God, you got glory. Yeah. Um, it sets him apart. And it kind of goes back to that whole thing of folks saying um, that, uh, well, you know, I'm 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 a. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to achieve that or you know I'm mm. I'm I'm in control of my own life. I'm yeah. the god of my own life. There is a uh I think it was the movie Rudy. And I was I was I may even use this in an upcoming sermon as an illustration, so so forgive me if I do. The preview. We get a preview. Yeah, the the football movie Rudy, old school movie and I'm not encouraging you to go watch it cuz there's some language in the in the movie Rudy. But anyway, so he goes and things aren't going well. And I'll never forget. He goes and he sits down and he talks to, it might've been at Notre Dame. He talks to the Catholic priest that is there. And the priest said this, he said, well, there's two things that I've learned. Uh, there is a God and I'm not him. And, uh, I'm like, that'll preach right there. And so really that's true. That's true. That we will never be like God. We were not created or intended to be like God. We are the created. He is the creator. And so his glory his glory is something that belongs to him and him alone. It sets him apart from well, everyone and everything else. And, and you gave the example of the, you know, the woman in Scripture that was hemorrhaging um, and how just, you know, she touched his robe and he, you know, he, he felt that. Like all of his glory, like in, in his glory, he felt this presence of this lady and... Um, well, and I, well, in, in in that, like, yes, the, the bigness of God, the grandness of who he is, in that there's still this, the the personal, too, out of his glory. And, that, and to me, that's fascinating. To me, that's very humbling that, yes, we talk about the glory of God being so big, but, man, this story of this lady, that's a very personal thing, mm. with the glory of God, and that... Mm, that's that's how it hit me. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You didn't. You, that's a great point there. Absolutely. And the, it's kind of interesting in that story over there in Luke eight that you were referencing, the number of folks. And I could I could see the difficulty on the disciples' faces yeah. when the Lord's like, "You touch me," and they're like, "Are you kidding me?" Like hundreds <laughs> of people have touched yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But 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 her touch was different. What made her touch different? I would say. Uh, she came believing and she came expecting, and it was a touch of faith. It was yeah. a point of of total desperation, and the only hope that I have is yeah. found in 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 Christ. I believe that He can heal. I believe that if I just get close mm. enough to Him, if I just grab yeah. hold of Him, and um, it's so funny that you know, okay, well, was Christ limited in his knowledge there because he was also fully human and also fully God? Mm. Man, that's a debate that we go around and around and around on, right? I would say this, any kind of limitation that he had is something that he allowed to even take place in his life. And we see evidences there where, uh, let's just, you know, even when he was being, uh, 
crucified and he was being beaten and all that kind yeah. of stuff. He could have, he could, at one moment he could have spoken right. and something would have happened, but yeah. yet he was, mm. he knew what needed to take place. So he allowed that limitation of being in the human to, to still take place and stand there. Yeah, but at work. the end of the day, uh, I think every time he performed a miracle, this, this it's almost like that that glory again, Shekinah glory coming down from God in the tabernacle, consuming the altar. Yeah. Okay, here is God, the very presence of God, yeah. and here is Jesus, and that Shekinah glory going out, and you are healed. Um, again, this is God mm. in the flesh, yeah. and uh, maybe our listeners would sit there and say, you know, I kind of. I kind of struggle with understanding all that. And well, then we could give you a seat here in the podcast studio <laughs> because we also all struggle with that. We don't yeah. really get it. Yeah. it ultimately, it's it, it's going to come down to not you having this intellectual understanding of who God is and how God uh, acts and uh, this this being able to grab hold of in full understanding of all of his attributes, ultimately it's going to come down to the faith thing, the yeah. faith thing. Now, does it mean that we disengage the intellect? No, Correct. we engage the intellect. That's right. part of who we are. That's how yeah. God created us. And there are some things that you will be able to grasp as you grow in your faith. But then there are a lot of things to where you're just like, I don't get it. I just <laughs> believe it because God said it. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, and, and kind of go along that point. I, I don't know if you got this quote from somebody or you made it up, but you said you wanted it on a T-shirt. The Son of God became the Son of Man, so the children of Adam could become the children of God. And I, As I say all the time, <laughs> I am sure I've read that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I am just you owned it, though. I am not smart enough yeah, to be able to come up with stuff like that. I do a lot of reading. I've got my, you know, authors that I really, yeah. uh, I know that they're orthodox when it comes to the, their doctrine, and I read them. And there are also a lot of preachers that I watch and listen to and I read and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure somewhere I heard that. It lodged in the back of my head and, well, um, you know, just kind of kind of, kind of rolled point. off there. It was a great point. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... That's the truth when it comes to the incarnation yeah. and really the essence of the gospel. Yeah. Son of man became the, or excuse me, son of God became the son of man so that the children of Adam could become the children of God. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about God's grace for a second because the, you know, the, the second declaration here is that, you know, that it declares God's grace, that grace came through Jesus. And I, I know that, um, grace is one of those popular topics. I know that there are churches that are that are people in churches that debate some of these things and have all sorts of information about grace. So when you talk about grace, like what what are you talking about? What are you defining as right. this, this grace? It, yeah, and and kind of to build off of the comment that you just made there, I've had I've had guys that have come to me and they're like, man, I wish you would really, really, really in your teaching, your preaching focus on the doctrines of grace. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I talk about the grace of God every week that right, is available right. through a relationship yeah. with Jesus Christ. That is the doctrine of grace. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they, they mean a little bit more, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, you know, a particular kind of study or their, uh, their favorite author or, um, you know, their, their hero. That's a dead guy, uh, whatever the case may be. And so I, I know what they mean when they say that the doctrines of grace and my deal is yeah. we'll just focus on, We'll focus on Jesus Christ, and I That's promise you this: you come to this place, you're going to hear all about. That's a good word. You're going to hear all about Jesus Christ. Um, 
What What was the question you asked I don't again? Know. I, we, <laughs> I, so, well, define grace. Define grace, and then I have another question yeah. on that. Well, yeah, what is grace? Grace is God giving me what I need instead of what I deserve. So, I, okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and and I I guess that's weird me asking you to define grace because can I say I, it another way in an acrostic? Sure, go for it. God's riches at Christ's expense. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah, I heard that somewhere too. I, that's not original. <laughs> I can't tell you where I heard Steve, it. That's not a Stephen Kyle ism. Be honest, that, maybe when I was going to vacation Bible school in North Mississippi, there there's go. a lot of that whole Gepsy thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I memorized that Gepsy, Gepsy, Gepsy. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Oh, there you, you go. All right, Gepsy. So, uh, again, I know that's churchy language, right? And most people listening to the podcast probably understand grace through the scriptural context, okay? I get that. But do you think people struggle with this thing of grace? Because I kind of wrote in my notes, I'm like, grace becomes real with Jesus, Mm. right? So, yeah. Yeah, I think on a human level, we understand grace, and you even alluded to this in your sermon, that sometimes there is a motive, or maybe it's just in conversation we're having, sometimes there is a motive by people being good, or people doing things for you, or even showing grace. I think sometimes human-wise, there's a motive. You know, that we talked about that last night at a deacon ordination council that, that, you, it, that you were a part of. Yeah. You, I, you weren't being ordained, you were just part of the council, yeah, yeah, five I, guys that we were ordaining. Yeah, we well, talked about we it talked about that. Because I was talking about pizza. Remember pizza? Yes, yeah, your neighbor. Because we were talking about total depravity. Okay, that's it. Well, so yeah, the human side, I think we we have this intellectual ascent of grace. We have this intellectual understanding of we can show grace. But I think grace does become for real, for real, when we understand the grace of Jesus. So do you think people struggle with this grace? Because we think we are so bad and not worthy of the love of Jesus, not worthy to be called his children. Like, I, I Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword there because if, if <laughs> I would almost say I'm, 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 I'm borderline here for me to sit there and say, I am worthy of God's grace. Mm. I am worthy to be one of God's children. Well, you, you, you are, but it's not based upon you. It has nothing to do yeah. with you. Yeah. It's not something that you can take pride in. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like God saw me. God's like, you know, wow, look at you. I'm going to give you my grace. Um, it, no, that's who God is. It's all a byproduct of his very nature. He is a gracious God. He is a merciful God. And so... Um, the flip side of that would be somebody who sits there and says, I'm so bad. Yeah. I've done so much wrong that God's grace is not available to me. Well, again, I'm going to go back to, well, that says something about God. It didn't say anything about you. It said a lot of things about yeah. God. Number one, it says his grace is limited. Yeah. yeah. He's a liar. Yeah. That sin, there's some sin that is more powerful than grace. Let me just stop and just say, when it comes to the grace of God through Jesus Christ, the, 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 the match is over. The game's done. They went against sin, and it was a skunk. <laughs> they didn't yeah. even finish the game. It was so bad. God's grace through Jesus Christ overwhelming and defeating sin. So remember, it, it's through him. Yeah. It's through him. 
Um, but also still to have that. And I heard somebody say this not long ago, and, and, and I've repeated it because it just sticks in my mind that um, I never want to be able to get over God's grace. Mm. Yeah. And, and and it's not even a theological thing as far as, oh, he means that you could lose that grace. or No, I don't mean that at all. Right. What I mean is my awe and my wonder and my astonishment, my amazement, yeah. I want yeah. it to be there every day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He extended grace to me. He saved me. Now, I will tell you it's a dangerous thing, Ryan. Um, and I don't even like to use the terminology hyper grace because to me, God's grace is hyper grace. Yeah, yeah. It is like full tilt. Yeah. Uh, it's, he's not just doling out a little yeah. grace here and a little grace there. How do I know that? It's like drinking from a fire hydrant. Uh, that's right. Cause I need grace. <laughs> I don't need a little grace. I need a lot of grace. Uh, I love that line. Drinking but the grace, God's grace is not at odds with God's word. Mm, yeah. And so it's not a situation, yeah. oh, well, if I believe what the Bible says, then really God's not a gracious God. No, 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 friend. God yeah. is absolutely 100% gracious. And he's also just. And he's holy. And he's merciful. So how do I take what he says as truth in his word and how do I fashion that with grace? It's going to boil down to this whole, there's some things of God I just can't wrap my mind around, but it doesn't still, it doesn't mean, just because I can't understand it doesn't mean that it's not true. I mean, goodness, I don't even really understand how electricity works. I mean, I've watched <laughs> videos about it and all that kind of stuff and, you know, but I can tell you this, uh, when my wife goes to use her hair dryer, she yeah. plugs it in, I don't stop there and I don't stop and think, huh. Oh, yeah, that's how it's working right there. Yeah. I have felt the results of electricity. I get it. Mm. So, anyway, let not the fact that he is a gracious God rob him mm. of also he is, a, he is a God of truth and a God of virtue and uh, a God of integrity. Yeah. And there'll be people who will sit there and they'll, they'll, they'll grab Scripture, they'll, they'll pull it out of context They'll wrap it around this, uh, they'll wrap it around grace and they'll say, see, because of grace, this truth really doesn't mean this. It means this. Well, well no, no friend, it's not, they're not nods. God is gracious, but the truth is very clear. And I'm going to go back to this. There, there's a, there's a movement out there across a lot of churches to where, and, and, and I'll just tell you this, it even centers around this, um, uh, well, I may have been, I may have been created biologically as a boy, but I feel like I'm a girl. And so I'm going to live my life as a girl versus a boy or, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm a guy and I'm attracted to, uh, well, I want to make sure I say this right. I don't want anybody to pull this out of context and try to try to call something here that there are folks out there who say that they are a man and they have an attraction to men. And, uh, and so they have married, uh, a man and that is their husband and there are churches out there. And I use the terminology church loosely. Let's just say that there are groups that are gathering together who say this Yes, God loves you. I agree wholeheartedly. 
God loves. God, there's not yeah. a time when God will, God hates. There, I mean, God hates sin, but it, it's not a situation that God's ever going to say, oh, by the way, I kind of used to love you, and now I really love you right. because of ABC. No, God just loves. It's, it goes back to that whole thing of his nature and his character. So... There are churches out there, and they say this when it comes to the things that we just talked about. Well, there are, um, you know, God loves you, so uh, you can just remain living in what the Bible would say is disobedience in sin. And and let's take it even further. I mean, there's all kinds of sin, and we sounds like we're dealing a little bit with sexual sin. You know, if there's a guy who's out there, and he may be heterosexual, but yet he is involved in a sexual relationship that is not within the boundaries of marriage. Any kind of sexual relationship that's not within the boundaries of, I'm going to clarify this, biblical marriage, right. one man and one woman, right. then God's Word says that's outside of the boundaries of of how of what God has set up, and it is sin. And so there are churches that are out there that say, well, no, 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 no. His grace counteracts his um his word. Mm. Well, well no, they 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 work perfectly in tune with each other. Yeah. And here's how I would say it. Yeah. I would say God loves you too much. Mm to leave you the same way you were before you came to Jesus Christ. And what will happen is there'll be folks who even listen to this podcast. There'll be folks who get upset that I've even said this on this podcast. They'll probably even, they may even try to pull bits and pieces out of this podcast and say, look at this uh, fundamental, narrow-minded, non-loving yeah. And they'll throw in Southern Baptist Southern pastor. Baptist. Please don't describe me as Southern Baptist. Please don't do that. <laughs> you can call me all the other stuff. Please don't describe me as Southern Baptist. And they'll, and they'll try to make it say something that I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm saying God hates sin. God loves sinners. So here's what that means. That God saves you and then God radically changes you. You don't come to Jesus Christ so that you might willfully continue in your sin. Mm. Yeah. My desire has changed. And so, yes, is he gracious? A hundred percent. His grace. It's not what I earn. It's what I need. But when God's grace is evident in my life, my desires change, my want to changes. Yeah. I'm going to speak and say what yeah. he says about sin in my own life. Mm. Um, not at the expense. They, they they work hand in hand with each other. Yeah. Well, and you know, you you reference, you know, this verse in John where it talks about there's grace upon grace, there's grace and more grace. Then you reference Titus where it says that grace appeals to all. And then I I wanted to kind of share this with you too, because you you mentioned this in your sermon that, you know, whenever you were called to be a a, a preacher and you know, you went to your 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 pastor, I guess, growing up, and you were letting him know, and he didn't have, you know, this big seminary education. He didn't have initials behind his names. And he's like, let me give you some advice. Hmm. And, you know, one of the advice was, you know, wash your hands, you know, because you never know you're going to talk to twice, twice because you never know what's going to happen. But he said, you know, here's the other piece of advice that, you know, when you preach, you always make a beeline to the cross as quick as you can. And let me let me say this, Pastor Stephen. I've been with you for nine years, okay? Has it been that long? It has been. It's, it yeah. Journey, 
Journey says it seems like 19 years. Well, you know what? Journey can keep pressing buttons. But, like, no, we're kidding. We love you, Journey. You're, you're all right. It's been a long time since he's had that Journey T-shirt on. I know. You know, know, what happened is he was wearing the Journey T-shirt. Then he showed up one, <laughs> one time with the Rolling Stones on. And ever since then, it's just plain yeah, T-shirts. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go That's ahead. That's okay. I was trying to say something really nice about you. Um, anyway, I've uh, been with you nine years, and you, and you said that. You say that all the time um, in staff meetings, in you know, just kind of private meetings as we're talking about what we're teaching or you know, just discussing Scripture. You, know, you always talk about. Well, I've said that to um, one of the guys that we hired on after me that kind of worked with me in my area. We kind of said that. I've heard him say that to now a guy that's under him and I've heard that guy say that to other people so man the the message of hey make a beeline to the cross man that's that that has stuck with us as well and in our teaching anytime that we're around people teaching the bible we're making a beeline yeah. to the cross I need to, I need to call that pastor yeah uh and you know probably probably 100 people is the largest church ever pastor yeah I need to call him and I need to say hey listen you may not have known that you, yeah. that what you said was going to reach yeah. tens of thousands, yeah. but you said it to, to someone who would say it, yeah. and it would reach tens of thousands. Yeah. That, I, I mean, and that just speaks to me to sit there and say, hey, be faithful with what God's given you. Yeah. You may not think it's much, but you be faithful because yeah. you never know what he's going to do. Mm. And how he's going to take it. So well, and I, I just wanted you to know that, man. Like we're, that's that, good. That message, like it, it is has and still is filtering down. Well, and um, here's what he here's what he meant, and it, we know it's absolutely true, man. When you're when you're teaching the Bible, studying the Bible, you can get so caught up in it, and yeah. you know you're always like, oh my goodness, well I'm gonna I'm gonna teach them something that they've never heard before, and be careful when you do that because. Uh, chances are they they haven't heard it before because they don't need to hear it because. <laughs> right. Because it may be a stretch doctrinally, but to be able to sit there and when it's all said and done, what are they walking out of here with? Yeah. What are they? I've been in some churches before, and please hear me, I'm not even thinking of specific churches. This is no knock if our listeners are like, I know that church that he's talking about <laughs> there. There's no specific church I have in mind. Yeah. But honestly, I've been in churches and sat through services before, and you know, at the end, I'm like, you know, that, that was, that was kind of good, but. I don't, I don't even know. Who was he talking about? There, there was no gospel appeal. Now, yeah. again, I have the heart of evangelists, so yeah. there's never going to be a time. I mean, I could sit there. Honestly, I could be in a meeting full of another, of, of a bunch of preachers, and, <laughs> and we're going to talk about Jesus. Um, yeah. I've experienced that. I've heard you say that. And so the I just, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you remove the, the redemptive work of Christ on the cross from your teaching and preaching, then basically— you are now a self-help mogul yeah. that is saying, oh, hey, let me share with you some ways to think or some ways to live versus ultimately when it's all said and done, th throw yourself on the mercy of Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah. That's a good word. Um, well, your your last point, and I know we're running out of time, but your last your last point talks about that, you know, he declares the... I'm sorry, declares God's goodness, um, that Jesus shows us the goodness of God. That uh, And I even like it, like, you made it very simple. Like, he's He's even good to sinners, you know? Mm. Like, it's, um, and it's not about our goodness, but it's about completely the, the goodness of God. And uh, just a great point, just a great point to end on, a great point to understand. 
man, that God is uh, perfect and unique and absolutely pure in his goodness. And um, I'll just leave it with that, man. Pastor well, what, Steve, what, well, I mean, I'll say this before we end, but I mean, what a, what a true yet simple yeah. attribute of God. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, yeah. we wouldn't even, we wouldn't even know what goodness is if it, if it weren't for God. Yeah. And uh, I, I love to say this all the time. You know, I'm a father. You're a father. Journey's a father. And uh, I think I'm a pretty good father, to be honest with you. And there are folks from time to time, they're like, you're, you know, you're spoiling those kids. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I didn't I didn't ask you how to parent, and you didn't ask me how to parent. So uh, I guess if I spoil my kids, that's not going to be the worst thing in life. Um, uh, it, the problem is if they, if they quit saying, I love you, Dad, and they start saying, I love – whatever old good dad gave them then we got a problem yeah but i like my kids thinking of me yeah he's a good dad he's a good dad and as good as i think i can become yeah man i'm nothing compared yeah to a heavenly father i think scripture says this you think you're good let me tell you what it's like yeah god he gives his kids eggs and and remember it'd be the equivalent of us saying today god he gives his kids five guys burgers (laughs) and you you give your kids a, a, a two-year-old outdated can of potted meat that you bought at Dollar General. That's our sponsorless sponsor. That's, that's, that's right. That's right. right. You think you're good? Yeah. Uh, scripture says this. God gives his kids an egg. You give your kids like a scorpion, I think, or a snake yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and you think you're good. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he's good, man. Well, he's good. Pastor Stephen, as always, thank you for making a beeline to the cross. Thank you for always pointing us to Jesus. So we'll see you next week right here on the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. Hey guys, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called Unchangeable Truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons, which are archived for the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. We would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you've got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.